Hi, I'm Keith the Critic, and this is the Isle Seed. I got superstar Kim Schultz with me. How are you, Kim? I am doing awesome. How are you? You know what? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty Very good. Very cool. And then also, I got Derek, the toy maker, Neil. How are you, Derek? Not too bad at all. A little bit of excitement on my way home from uh, work. Uh, there apparently was a car fire not far from uh, Tortilla Jacks. Oh, so no. I had to, had to drive around that uh, business. They had a couple of roads blocked off. Oh, you know what? There was a car wreck right in front of, uh, right by uh, Sonic over by the, um, oh. Uh, Expo Center. No, not by the Expo Center. The one in, uh, on Gage and all that. Oh, oh yeah, not far from my place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, far from yeah where you live. Yeah, at 10th and like, Gage. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I had to kind of steer away from that spot because I, of course, I had to go get my uh, my iced tea, my two large cups of uh, ice. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so anyways. Well, all right. I... I think this was, I, you know, it, it was hard to tell. Somebody shared a picture. I didn't get to actually see what happened, but it it almost looked like a car bombing type situation. Uh, oh. It didn't look like a car accident. The car was engulfed in flames, mostly in the engine bay, yeah. and it was just there on the side of the street. So I don't know if somebody set fire to somebody's car or what, but it was it was pretty insane. Damn, man. Ugh. Okay, today we're going to review Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between on Netflix. Good luck to you, Rio Grande on Hulu, and then The Man from Toronto on Netflix. All right, Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between. Uh, Claire, played by Talia Ryder, decides she's going to have uh, a great year of high school. And then she meets uh, Aiden, uh, played by Jordan Fisher, and they decide to talk all night and just hang out, and they had fun. So they decided to start dating, but they have to break up before college starts because they don't, uh, Claire, even though Aiden agrees on this, uh, they have to break up and they're going to go to separate universities. So, but they have so much fun during the summer and, and during school for the last year and special memories that neither one of them will ever forget. So both Claire and Aiden decide that they're, how are they going to uh, break up and because they're going, like I said, to opposite cities and, but they kind of want to stay together, but one of them, both of them don't want to tell each other that. So both Claire and Aiden, uh, they they uh, they break up and all that. But um, you know that was a great relationship, and I didn't want that relationship to end. So I kind of thought that um, I thought that this movie, I love the relationship between uh, Jordan Fisher and Talia Ryder. I thought that relationship was. Very well written and very well acted. And also, I thought the director, Mark Ewan, did a really good job uh, of telling a pretty good story. And also the writers, Amy Reed and Ben Jones, uh, Ben uh, York Jones, did a fantastic job 
at writing a pretty good script. And this was all based on the same book done by Jennifer E. Smith. I thought this movie, this movie ain't going to win any awards, but I was really very surprised by how much I liked this movie. And I just kind of thought that overall, it was uh, a very, I'm very surprised by this movie. And so I'm going to give this movie three out of four stars. I thought this movie um, was uh, entertaining and they had some really good scenes in this. So I'm going to give this, like I said, three out of four stars. What do you think, Kim? Well, it starts out kind of slow um, because you really don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, the, she sets the she sets the tone of yes. the movie, and yes. I have to say that as a single mom getting divorced from my daughter's dad, and we met when we were in high school. Well, I was in high school; he dropped out. But um, <laughs> wow, that wow, yeah, fun! And uh, so you know, we met, and then of course going through my second divorce and she was, you know, like six or seven years old when that was starting up. I always was afraid that my relationships would hinder my daughter's relationship. So I worked really hard on making sure that she realized that like, like you don't have to go through what I did and all that kind of stuff. And so when I was watching this one, I just thought, I said, like, this girl was kind of an OCD kind of a person. I am, I have traveled around. I've been to six different schools, you know, setting it up, all that kind of stuff. And her, her obsession with, you know, failing relationships and her, and her, her thing, her, her looking at her future, that, that was hard for me to start to accept as as a 17-year-old kid being so into this. It took me a while to get into it. So at the very beginning, I wasn't really enjoying the movie because I was like, she's a kid, and so why is she acting like she's 40 years old? Like, I feel bad for this kid. Like, her mom has to be horrible. And then, no, her mom wasn't horrible, and wow. she has, like, a stepdad or whatever. And so I, th- it took me a while, and then the relationship built, and I really liked Aiden and they were just so sweet and they were so cute together. And it, this, this show is just, it gives you a whole different twist. So you've got to be willing to be like, okay, I get it. And making these decisions, um, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'd say two out of four stars. Um, I like to all the boys a little better. I like the kissing booth better. This one was, really just kind of a lot of anxiety in it and you know kind of like planning out your future in a relationship was kind of weird but then trying to save it I did get a little irritated when the friend showed up and I'm like he made all these plans and then you're just you're wrecking like he put work into this and so it kind of did it but I really enjoyed it I'd say two out of four stars it's definitely one that you want to watch but it does take it does take a little bit to get into and a little bit over her being so um, sad, like, yeah. yeah. So that's that's where I'm at. It was it was it was good, but not the best. Yeah, I tell you what, I I liked um, I, I all the other uh, stars in this movie. I thought were very good too. Oh yeah, and I, and I just thought uh, you know. I've been divorced twice, so I know the same thing 
Well, we, we both, uh, all of us know. And, you know, it was so hard uh, to divorce, uh, you know, because my, my, my first marriage uh, ending, that was my fault. The other one, yeah. But right. anyways, but, you know, it was just something that um, I, I was always there and to take care of my kids. Right. That was the main purpose on all this, you know, but I, I love this story, man. Yeah. I thought it was very good. And I did like, I liked the acting. I liked, I liked oh. it all. I mean, it was, it was good, but it was a little bit harder for me. And I think it's just the way that it kind of touched me. Cause that was always something that was in the back of my head. Right. And right. my daughter's married and she's been with the same person for like 12 years. So they've, you know, they're, Whatever happens to them happens to them. I don't have to deal with it because she's not 17 anymore. She's 31. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. She's been with him for 12 years. I can't, yeah, they've I, been... can't I can't believe that, man. Shit. <laughs> yep. 12 years. Uh, wow. Well, Derek, what do you think? This wasn't too bad of a movie. It, like, like Cam, it took me a minute to get into it. Uh, now, as far as like the, the whole... You know, why Why is she acting like she's 40 years old? That makes me think of when I was 20. I thought I was 40 years old. <laughs> and I think, in general, most 20-year-olds think they're 40 years old. They yeah. want to be that adult that they, they so they don't have to listen to anybody else's rules. They can do what they want. And of course, looking back as a 40-year-old, if I could talk to my 20-year-old self, I'd be like, stop. Have fun now. Right. <laughs> Go out, get drunk, yeah. do right. some drugs, have fun. <laughs> because you can't do it when you're older because you don't have it in you. You just right. don't have that energy. You know, it's there, there are no all nighters when you're 40 pushing 50. No. No. <laughs> yeah, there might be some all dayers, but no all nighters. <laughs> hey, I'm. I, made it today without a nap so we're good yeah, yeah i think wow. the latest latest i've stayed up is probably about 11 <laughs> and i am so bushed well, that's <laughs> i because... remember i remember staying up until you know five o'clock in the morning and be like well let's get the day started yeah, yeah, well, you do get your day started at five o'clock in the morning. Well, you do. <laughs> but I'm usually in bed at seven. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, the the cast was phenomenal in this. I think everybody did a good job. It's 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 a it's a different twist on that whole uh, one last shot at love uh, type right. of a storytelling. You know, they the get the gal has her her aspirations in a career she's obviously career motivated but she also doesn't want to hurt anyone in the process so that's why they make this pact uh, hoping that you know they could just end things and go about their way and obviously he doesn't want to do that you know he, he made the pact he wants to go through with it but he has plans to try to you know and it's it's I like the cute little ending where it's kind of left up in the air. You can tell that they still have feelings for each other, but yeah. you're not sure where it's going to go. And and it's it's a great cute little movie. Yeah. Uh, if you want to take a, a, a date out on uh, for this movie, yeah, you know it's definitely a Netflix and chill type of a film. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was a good movie. I liked it. I really did. Uh, I'm going to give this one uh, three out of four stars. 
And I real I really do like Jordan Fisher because he's such oh. a good he's such a good singer and and yeah. um, I think he's on he does Broadway and stuff like that as well. I yeah. think he was like in Evan Hansen or something. Dear yeah. Dear Evan Hansen maybe. Um, yeah. And he's been in some other some other shows that I've really enjoyed him. And I you know I didn't know any of the other people, but uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay, next up, good luck to you, Rio Grande on Hulu. Nancy Nancy Strokes, played by the great Emma Thompson, is trying to find out what to do next. She just retired from teaching. Her kids are all raised, and her husband just passed away a, a, a few years ago. And, you know, so she decides to... Uh, hire, uh, she gets a nice hotel, and she hires a sexual worker named Darren McCormick, uh, and and, uh, and she says that um, she's going to have uh, some fun and w- with him, and you know, you know, everything's going to be fine. So, but Nancy embarks uh, on a uh, a social. Uh, sexual awakening and uh, Leo is there to try to help her uh, uh, get everything together as far as having sex and all that stuff and and but there's a special human connection between those two it's like um, you know she's she's much older than he is and, and all that but I just like the story between the two of those people. And I thought the relationship between uh, 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 Nancy and Leo Grande was so well told. And also the two actors in it are just outstanding. And the great Emma Thompson, who's already won two Oscars, she is excellent in this movie, like she is in every other movie she stars in. But I just kind of thought that this movie... Um, has uh, there's something about um, uh, about uh, Daryl uh, McCormick that um, he admits uh, in the, you know throughout this movie and and you know the, I think this is such a well told story. This movie only has seven actors in it. I think it was this was filmed probably at the end of COVID and all this stuff. And I thought that um, I thought this movie was so well told, and also um, this movie is it takes takes a little bit to get started, but then when it gets started, I was very surprised how much I enjoyed this movie. I love Emma Thompson, no matter what role she plays in. I love her. She's such a good actress. But also, I just thought everybody else in this movie was great too, and also I kind of thought that um, that uh, the direction, the uh, the writing, everything in this movie was excellent. I'm going to give this movie three out of four stars. Uh, it's hard for me to believe I like this movie. I did. This is a very good movie. What do you think, Kim? Shoot me now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. First of all, they take Emma Thompson, who is in her 60s, close to 60, and beautiful. She is absolutely a beautiful woman. Yes. And they 
Make her older than she looks at 60 to portray a 55-year-old, which that's like, what? And then she, no, nope, nope. I made it to about 35, 40 minutes of this show, realized it was a COVID movie, went to Wikipedia, read what it was about, and was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? It's a great, it's a little relationship in one hotel room. I can't do any more COVID movies. I can't do to where people are just putting, oh, I'm only in this room. And then I'm old and I have this and I have that. And then, oh, we're going to fix this guy. And to me, I couldn't do it. So I'm sure it might be a good show, but they could have, they could have made her more attractive and talk about how she's not attractive because I think she's absolutely beautiful, but I oh didn't find God, her. Yes. I didn't find her beautiful in the first of this show. They tried to make it like she's old, and yeah, if you're 12 years old, she would have looked 85 years old to a 12 year old. <laughs> Come on. So I I love the actors. I mean, I thought he did a great job being a little sex worker, the Leo oh. Grande. Um, and, and I but say I, one thing about him. That guy is great when he takes his shirt off. I'm sorry, he's attractive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's ador- He's adorable, though, yeah. and they both did it. It's just I am done with two people. I'm done with them thinking that that's I'm going to be okay with just two people and just live just talking into people's lives i don't really care i literally have to deal with real life like i have to deal with people in real life that are suffering and i I couldn't do it so i can't really tell you what i would put on it because i quit like i think i had 40 minutes left and i was like nope I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I'm just going to make this list and let's do all this. And I was like, somebody is sex deprived and wrote this show. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Well, she, remember she said she was sex deprived. Yeah. Well, somebody had to have that idea to write this, to try to get it on screen. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's to me, it was awkward. I didn't, it was being 55. Maybe that's my age. I did not. I could not get into this movie and I just don't have time to waste on some old lady wanting to have sex with a really young kid and him and him having his own little problems or whatever. And I, I, I read Wikipedia and I was like, and I'm done. <laughs> oh, come on. I was it. <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't, I'm not a big sex person in a movies anyway. I don't mind the lead up to it, but I like the whole, this whole thing is just about sex um, and then there's people, you know, relationships and, and it was just too much for me. I couldn't handle it. I mean, I'm sure it's good. Maybe uh-huh. one day I'll do it, but I wish they would have made her, I wish they would have, I wish they would have just made her the beautiful person that she really is and oh, not made her I- out to be this old lady, which I guess they, I don't know. I, I can't do it. I couldn't. Do I tell it. you what. I, I think. I think she still looks hot, even when they aged her. She's no. Still she's way more beautiful than that oh movie. My, well, no, I know that, but you know, I think she's beautiful. I no couldn't do it. What age yeah. she is, you know. But you're you are you are putting on age limit. You are telling people that this is what a fifty-five year old is, right. and that I'm fifty-five years old, and I don't look anything like that. You're and older so, than I am, Kim. Shut up. You're older than me. 
<laughs> we know you're older than me, but I'm I'm 55. I you know live my life, and then you've got this 55. They should have made her. They could have made her like 60. You know, right. like the real retired age or right. whatever, right. and and kept her. It, I didn't care about the age thing. It's just that I I couldn't do it, so I couldn't tell you if it's good or not. Well, Derek, what do you think? I actually kind of like this. Uh, now, I think they should have had maybe a different story uh, or a different type of a budget for this. Um, you got to remember this was filmed during COVID. Yeah, but I, I, I love the idea because there is one thing that, that entertainment and Hollywood in general uh, is missing a lot of. And that's female sexual positivity. Uh, It it seems as if these days, if there is any woman who has a strong sexual desire, a strong sexual lifestyle, they're often chastised and talked down on. Uh, It's almost as if, you know, the the female orgasm is something that shouldn't exist. Only men can have pleasure during sex, not women. And I kind of liked the idea of this movie where it's showing that positivity in the, in the fact that, you know, here you have a woman who had an unfulfilling marriage and she's looking for that one night of pleasure. And it opens Pandora's box for her. She suddenly finds a part of her getting awakened that she didn't know existed. And that's basically what this movie is. And it's a great concept. I love it. And I think Emma Thompson is a perfect choice for the character. But like Kim says, I think they tried to age her down. And I don't think that, you know, what's wrong with somebody in their 50s, 60s or whatever wanting to enjoy sex? Right. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Sure. A lot of people might be like, ew, I don't want to think about grandma like that. But <laughs> the simple fact is, is that we are still very sexual beings, even late in life. Right. And I think that's something else that should also be used in this. And they tried, but again, they, they used the makeup to kind of age her down. Sure, she looked a little old, but she is a little old. But, you know. It's it's yeah. It, I think it's a it's a great movie. It's a good start. We need more like this. Uh, we need more more uh, female empowerment films. Uh, whether it's you know in in business or sex or you know whatever, we need more movies that's that's gonna to 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 show that you know women are more than just you know our stay at home moms or or cooks or you know they have personal lives and they have feelings and they have emotions and we need more dealing with with uh, those that that are taboo and this is a step in the right direction it's not the greatest film to do it with no but it's it's a step in the right direction so i'm going to give this two out of four stars I can tell you that this movie would have been better if they would have just waited 
to produce it and would have made it with a little bit bigger cast, giving her maybe a friend to talk to, to kind of expand it out. But if they keep throwing these stupid two people down in one location movies from COVID down my throat, all it does is remind me of COVID and I don't want to go back there. Like, I don't, I just <laughs> exactly. don't, I don't want that. I, I, I want a real movie and this is not a real movie. This is not something we would have done in 2019. There would have been a friend, there would have been a call you would have seen the flipping daughter you know like yeah, she yeah. she would have had the cut no we're just going to do the and i mentally one of my parts from this is i mentally can't get over how we continually keep acting like well it's just fine we're just going to make these really inexpensive movies in one hotel room and we're going to have two actors because everybody else is like a bit part it's somebody's cousin or something and i i couldn't i just i just can't do them anymore so i what we, what we really needed is a scene of Emma Thompson deciding that she needed to, to become a sex worker herself and have her pole dancing yes. in a club. Yes. <laughs> That'd be great for me. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, she could she could be up there with Jame Duty, Judy Dench as well, you know. And, uh, da- and Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, that's Danny right. DeVito. Well, <laughs> exactly. He's the showstopper, you know. He's, exactly. he's going to come out. In his in his G yeah. string, right? <laughs> uh, okay, that's funny. <laughs> okay, now the man from Toronto on Netflix, Teddy, Kevin Hart is uh, he's an annoying, uh, foul mouth, uh, well, idiot. But then he gets fired from his uh, place where he sells. Uh, workout videos and exercise stuff and all that. But, uh, and he's supposed to take his girlfriend to a nice cabin where he's going to ask her to marry him. So once he, uh, but he goes ahead and takes her uh, to this cabin and it's a, you know, it's a place kind of, it's a secluded uh, location. So, uh, the man, played by Woody Harrelson, who's fantastic in this movie, plays a vicious killer. But then uh, the FBI uh, uh, tells Teddy, who Kevin Hart, to uh, he has to come in as a man from Toronto as a disguise, and the FBI can catch this, catch this vicious killer. Okay. So this is, um, uh, you know, the two eventually come together and they become friends. And this movie, I I love this movie. This movie is so funny. Kim is correct on this. It is a funny movie. This got some great action scenes in it as well. Now, is this as good as the Great Midnight Run? No, it's nowhere close. But I thought director Patrick Hughes did an ex- did a great job at directing this movie, and I thought the writing was pretty good in it as well. And of course, you got Kevin Hart and William Harrelson; both guys are very funny. And also, you got uh, uh, Jasmine Matthews, Kaylee Cuco, and uh, Ellen Barkin all in this cast as well, and that just adds the life to this movie. And I thought, once again, this movie is very funny. The acting, the action scenes in it 
are so well done. And also, I got a, I, another movie that I was surprised by, but I liked it so much. But also, like I said, it has Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson in it. So that immediately, I had to watch it. Yeah. But I'm going to give this movie three out of four stars. This movie is fun. You can watch it with your kids, uh, well, uh, older kids. And, you know, this movie is just fun. Now, it does it, uh, you know, like I said, it, uh, is it as good as Midnight Run? No, it's not. But I thought the direction and everything and the acting in it was amazing. Kim, what do you think? This show's hilarious. Yeah. I loved, I absolutely loved the relationship between the man from Toronto and Teddy. Yeah. I thought that the entire, like, I laughed the entire time. I'm, I'm a big, I am a huge, huge Kevin Hart fan. Oh and my. so, um, and I was really surprised at uh, Woody's dry sense of humor. I thought the whole, I thought it was a, it was a good story. It was funny. They kept kind of switching it up, changing things. Yeah. Um, and the relationship that they have between this killer and this loser um, is 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 hilarious. And it was just, it was nice. It was just kind of like put things back on the back burner, sit down and enjoy enjoy a movie. I was I was excited. I mean, I saw this one on there, and I was like, I'm just going to watch it one night. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Three out of four stars. This is definitely something I'll probably watch again. If somebody else hasn't watched it, I'd watch it with them. It's one of those shows that I think rates up to my, like, Superstar and my um, Night at the Roxbury with that goofiness (laughs) in it. I really do like the stupidity in a movie, and this has stupid in it. It's it's really good. It's fantastic, fantastic. Derek, what do you think? Uh, it absolutely was was wonderfully, fantastically hilarious, uh, and of course, you know the great action scenes as well. For for those of you who like action, yeah. Uh, the thing that was off putting for me is I have friends in in low from places. the area. Well, yeah, low places. <laughs> so I've, I've got friends from Toronto, and the whole movie, they are saying Toronto, but that's not how people from Toronto say it. They say Toronto, they drop that second T, yeah, so it's Toronto. not pronounced. So they say Toronto, so it, the whole movie, and they're supposed to be from the area, <laughs> they're mispronouncing the, the, the area, so it's like, it was off-putting. But I let that slide because it's Woody Harrelson <laughs> and Kevin Hart, neither yeah. of which are from anywhere near Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's it's a, a fantastic movie. I, I loved the relationship between the two. I, I was I wasn't too sure how Kevin Hart and and Woody Harrelson would play off of each other because I don't think they've done anything together. So it's always interesting to see how Woody Harrelson will react and work with uh, another actor there really hasn't been anyone that he's worked with that i don't think he's played well with uh, or, or not played well with every role he's in is just even in his terrible movies is absolutely fantastic i mean the yes. the the zombie movies uh, uh oh, God, are a great, great example i mean it 
both hilarious and serious at the same time. Uh, and this is kind of that same same kind of uh, concept with this. It's it's an action film that's got a little bit of seriousness, but some hilarity ensues. So it's absolutely wonderful. I mean, Woody Harrelson is just good in everything he does. Kevin yes, Hart's he funny. I think the only movie I've seen Kevin Hart in where he isn't good was, uh, what was it, Cop Out? Uh, yeah, yeah. Which was more of a Bruce Willis thing than, than it was Kevin Hart. Apparently Bruce Willis was very difficult on set in that movie. Well, Kevin uh, Smith directed him in that, too. So. Yeah, it, what, yeah, and there's a funny story Kevin Smith tells about that. He first met Bruce Willis when he did, uh, I think it was Live Free or Die Hard. Yes. Uh, and they got along well on the set of that movie. Now, he only had, like, one scene with him, but from all for, from all appearances, everything seemed to go well. So when he did Cop Out, he hired Bruce Willis thinking, I got to work with him. He was nice. I want to work with him here. And then the whole time, Bruce Willis wasn't even paying attention to him, wouldn't take direction from him. It was like Bruce Willis was like, I'm Bruce Willis and I know what I'm doing, so don't talk to me. Yeah, apparently a big diva on set. Uh, but, you know, this movie is not that movie. Uh, this movie is absolutely great. It's fun. It's a popcorn flick. If if you've ever, exactly. you know, it's just a perfect popcorn flick. I mean, it's it's like Independence Day or or, or Die Hard or you know, it's no 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 no. It, well, no wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't collect. Don't have Die Hard with Independence Day. <laughs> don't even say no, Die no, Hard is a classic. I, I'm, I'm not comparing them in the sense of being equals. I'm just saying oh, okay. they're, they're they're all po popcorn flicks. Okay, you know, that's, all right. that's that's uh, yes. Because and of course we all must know that Die Hard is the greatest Christmas Christmas movie show. Ever made. Yes. Thank yes. you. <laughs> There's a lot of people who debate me on that. It's not a Christmas movie. Well, let's see. It takes place on Christmas Eve at a Christmas party. Yes. There's a lot of Christmas references, yes. and not to mention the fact that the, the the filmmakers specifically meant it to be a Christmas movie. And Thank if you. you listen to the music, they even add in a little bit of Christmas tunes in with the the uh, incidental music. So it's yeah. like they're shoving it in your face. This is a Christmas movie. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Also, but, Lethal Weapon's a great Christmas movie, too. Oh, yeah, it is, too. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it starts with a Christmas song. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, go ahead, Derek. I'm yeah. sorry. But, yeah, this this is a, a absolutely great film. Uh, three out of four stars for me. And Woody Harrelson got his start on Cheers. Yep. I, I loved know. him in Cheers. Oh, my God. He was great. And the whole cast back, from back, Cheers. Yeah, back on. when he had hair. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I, oh my God, and yes, and uh, I, Cheers is the second best comedy of all time, there we go, thank you very much. <laughs> and, and, right. and speaking of comedies, I, I, I don't know how many people out there have been paying attention, but Rob Zombie is making a Monsters I movie. I know, I know. The official trailer <laughs> dropped today, yeah. I know. and it is a hot mess. <laughs> That's a hot mess. Okay, all right. Let me tell you one thing. I, 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 Rob Zombie's made a couple of good movies, okay? But oh, you can't. Can you why are they remaking the Munsters? It's a classic TV series. 
I, well, haven't well, they made the Adams family like five times? It, yeah. Well, and to be fair, the first two Adams family films were the best. Uh, that, the that, ones, that the was, ones with Raul Julia and Angelica that, Houston, they're the best. Great. I didn't like the TV series Adams Family. There we go. So you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, so. and, and when I heard Rob Zombie was doing the monsters, I, I uh, thought it's going to uh, go one of two ways. Either it's going to be some sort of a serious, bloody gore fest, which won't work because it's the Munsters. Yes. Or it's going to be some very hokey, tongue-in-cheek kind of weird, you know, whatever. And it's not even that, but that wouldn't work either because it's the Munsters. You, you kind of have to be quasi serious with the material because yeah. it's the it's the misunderstood quirkiness of the characters that makes it funny thank you you, you can't shoehorn and strong arm funny material into this and when that, i saw that trailer the first thing i thought was it looks like the whole thing was filmed on a 90s camcorder <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It doesn't yeah. look clean at all. I mean, I, no. I'm, I'm serious when I say it looks like it was filmed on a 90s camcorder. This looks like it's something that somebody would have put together for their YouTube channel or for a TikTok. It does not look like something that would play very well on a, a major screen. Well, so, I heard a couple of years ago he was going to uh, be a part of directing the Munsters. I heard about that like two years ago. Now it's here, and I'm like... Why do I have that? This is a movie. Now, I don't judge movies before I see it, but this movie is not going to be good, in my opinion. And, you know, oh, I, just, I'm absolutely going to judge this movie before I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, I'm a film critic, and so I go into everything with an open mind, and that's hard. <laughs> I have a feeling that if I go into this movie, I'll have an open mind. Because <laughs> I'd have put a gun to my head. <laughs> The makeup looks okay, but I, to be honest, I think if you're going to do a Monsters movie, it really should be something that's in like black and white, because that's what everybody thinks of when they think of the Monsters. Yes. Uh, now, yes. granted, the Adams Family was the same way. It was in black and white. In fact, if you ever see color photos of the Adams Family set, it was it's all in pinks. Yeah. Because right. apparently Pink when they do the better. regular yeah, it films better for the black and white because right. then nothing gets hidden in the shadows. Right. Uh, you can actually see everything. But uh it seemed to work well when Barry Songenfeld did the uh the Adams family movies because he knew what he was doing. He knew that he had material that had to be done a certain way. He wasn't just taking this TV show and throwing his own spin on it, which is what it looks like Rob Zombie's doing with the Munsters. And Barry Sonnenfeld certainly didn't hire his wife to play a major role. You know what? And I don't understand that at all. Rob Zombie. Uh, I'm sure. That. I'm sure. I mean, like, Sherry Moon Zombie does a very good job in the Devil's Rejects films because that character is basically her. You know, a, yeah. a kind of a slutty killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And That's she great. certainly is that, you know. Yeah. You, when you put her in a movie, she kills your movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
because she has killed just about every movie that he has put her in, except for oh. The Devil's Rejects. God. Uh, and I, That's there's funny. a fun, a whole bunch of memes. Uh, I'm sure you guys remember the the Captain Crunch cereal where it's nothing but the the berries, right? Yeah. And it's called Oops All Berries. Yeah. Well, somebody had taken a a picture of the box, photoshopped Sherry Moon Zombie's face into all the yeah. berries, and renamed the box Oops All Sherry's. So anytime Rob Zombie makes a movie and we find out that he's cast Sherry in some major pivotal role, somebody has to share that meme because that's basically what Rob Zombie does is he's like, well, I'm going to make a movie, but I'm going to make I'm going to make my wife this character. You know, it's like if he were to yeah. remake Star Wars, he'd probably make his wife Princess uh, Leia. Uh, God, don't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> and he always has the same like six actors all work for him. Uh, uh, the guy who plays Grandpa has been in like three movies of his. Uh, of course, Sherry's been in every movie he's made. And it used to be for a while, just about every uh, movie he's had would have Sid Haig and uh, uh, Bill Mosley. So right. those two were in almost every movie that, that he's he's made. Uh, so so Sherry, Sherry Moon Zombie is Lily Munster. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And apparently she tries to do the Lily Munster voice. Oh my God. And I'm, uh-huh. I'm kind of confused about the, the, what the plot of the, the film is. Cause it, I, apparently it's uh, Lily's trying to find a husband. And so grandpa makes a husband for, her, but it's, he first tries to make a husband for her and he makes Nosferatu that she doesn't like. And then he makes Herman or somebody does. I don't know. It, it's just, it's kind of this weird, you know, the plot isn't really told out. It, it makes you think that grandpa made Herman, which he did in the TV series. Uh, but then they start talking about trying to get rid of Herman. They're like, what, what, huh? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I, I got sit through this movie. Thanks guys. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. welcome. <laughs> just sit through the trailer and you'll be, yeah. you'll be set. Oh, no, I saw the, I saw the trailer. I watched it when it first came out. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 Slash a match horror sci-fi film festival is coming up. Next month, on August the 26th and the 27th, at the Topeka Performing Arts Center, we're going to bring in Deborah Foreman, Tom Matthews, Tracy Savage, uh, and uh, Deborah Voorhees. Uh, Patrick Ray's coming in. He's going to show I Am Lisa. And Kristen Vanavos is coming in as well. Director Todd Sheets is going to be here as well, along with actress uh, Dylan Von Harvey. And, um, and then we're going to have uh, uh, Film Freeway and Slash and Bash. Once again, is going to present the short film festival as well. Uh, you can get tickets at slashandbashfilmfestival.com. And you can buy tickets uh, later today at Vintage Stock. And, um, and if you want a booth, you know what? You can get a booth for only $50. Come on. And uh, this is going to be so much fun. I'm looking so forward to, uh, to doing this. We got a bunch of people that are coming out to help us do on that, all this, including Kim and Derek and Alan and everybody. This is going to be so much fun, ain't it, guys? Oh, yeah. I oh, can't wait. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a blast. Oh god, yes. Yeah. So much fun. Okay, so coming up next week, we're going to review uh, breaking news in Uba County on Prime Network. The Princess on Hulu and The Last Night in Solo on HBO Max. And I'm and then uh, so I want to thank uh, superstar Kim Schultz uh, for coming in. Thank you so much, Kim. Oh, you're welcome. And then I want to thank Derek, the toy maker, Neil. Thank you, Derek. Always a pleasure. It's it's always a, a joy and, and so much fun to do this. Oh, you bet. And I'm Keith the Critic, and this is The Isle Seat. Oh, this is just going to be...